Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Path to Podcast Success. I've got a guest here today that I have a feeling is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're in for a great conversation and I think all of you listeners are in for a treat. Jason Van Orden, welcome to the podcast. Hey there, Evan. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being a guest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that is by making sure that the audience is up to speed and on the same page and that they know what you're about. And so I want to give you this opportunity to share with us all the exciting things that you're up to. So uh, in your own words, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in podcasting, online marketing, entrepreneurship um, since 2005 and um Right now is I work with coaches and consultants and I help them to launch online groups and uh, online courses. So I work with people who you know do those one-on-one services, get great results for their clients, but maybe they're maxed out or burned out now on doing one-on-one services. So they're looking for other ways to deliver and monetize their expertise. And so that's where I come in and help them strategize with their business model and find uh, different ways to deliver that expertise and to serve more people, to reach more people, have a bigger impact with what they do, and of course, then grow their income at the same time. So I run masterminds and people launch those programs in a very streamlined way without dealing with the technology, without you know, having to deal with a lot of the big launches and uh, lots of content creation and things that can really hold people back. I've streamlined the process quite a bit, launched over 60 courses myself. And so I've drawn from that uh, history and experience of uh, launching online courses and, and running online businesses and uh, distilled it down with the best practices of today to create a system for helping coaches and consultants do that. So that is what I do. Perfect. Okay, so you're you're an, you're an OG podcaster. Then, have you been podcast? You, you mentioned since two thousand five, you've been in business. Is that how long you've been podcasting as well? Yeah. So I launched my first podcast uh, in the middle of two thousand five. I came across podcasting at the beginning of two thousand five because I was looking for other ways just to market my current business at the time. Yeah. And I heard about podcasting showed up in like an email newsletter I was reading. And it's like, you know, I was curious about this word because I never heard it before. So I Googled it and then Google tried to correct me because Google didn't know what podcasting was yet. So Google said, <laughs> did you mean fly casting? And uh, no, I was not actually looking for information on fishing. I was trying to figure out what this podcasting thing was. But uh, as soon as I found some, you know, geeky blog about this new technology, that was developing. Um, I very quickly got excited about it. 
And, uh, and so dove right in. In fact, I, it was at that time I decided, okay, this is what I want to focus on. I want to become the uh, business podcasting guy. And for a while, that's what I was. I started a tutorial site that did quite well in Google. It just got picked up by Google and put up to the top as far as like, here's a simple tutorial on how to launch uh, a podcast. Uh, that site no longer exists. That was way back when, but that led to... Uh, some book deals and speaking gigs and consulting and teaching courses on podcasting back in the day. Also, at the same time, I launched a podcast, which was the first podcast about internet business and internet marketing, and uh, launched that in 2005 as well. That was called Internet Business Mastery, and that went on to be a top 10 business podcasting uh, podcast for the next decade or so. And, uh, you know, had a lot of a lot of early podcasters where our students, early entrepreneurs online and um, then I left that business about five years ago, six years ago, and started doing what I, what I do now. And I have another podcast now, which is called Impact, which is about the business of thought leadership. But yeah, I got started with podcasting back in 2005. That is exciting. It is rare that I have a, a true OG podcaster on the show. <laughs> um, I've had a few. Do you know Cliff Ravenscraft? I do. Cliff's a, yeah, a good, good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, I've had him on the show, and, and we've talked a few times, so I know him uh, fairly well, and I love his content. So it's always really exciting to get someone on who is a true OG podcaster. Uh, there aren't very many, because it was it has not been popular until recently. So that is very exciting, that you're able to, you know, have that as part of your businesses. So that means, so you had that then, you've been in, you've been an entrepreneur, you know, since 2005, and you've had podcasts the entire way. And you've kept it throughout your business changes. You have, you know, kept a podcast, you know, related to, you know, whatever you're doing at the time in some way. Is that, have you seen then, and I assume the answer is yes, but I still wanted to ask, have you seen a positive impact in your business growth from your podcast? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, going back to that first podcast, Internet Business Mastery, it, it started as just a fun, a for fun project with a friend of mine uh, who was also an entrepreneur. We were both making money online with various ventures, and we just started this show, the two of us, to share here, you know, what, what we were doing to uh, forge our own path as entrepreneurs. And maybe it was because we were early to the game, the, the first ones to talk about the topic through podcasting, but it it, it gained quite an audience. And honestly, it was not our intent for that to turn into a business. It was kind of a for fun project. My mind was all on being the business pop um, back at the time. And so uh, when it started growing an audience, it, it suddenly became a business when that audience started asking us for, you know, they really enjoyed the show, the content. They said, well, do you do coaching? Do you have courses? How can we learn to do what it is that you do? The show's great, but now we need a step-by-step -step process. Um, so I mentioned that to say that it's like, well, you know, my, my most, my, my previous business, which lasted for over a decade, um, was entirely because of a, a podcast. And, you know, we grew our email list because of a podcast. All the majority of our customers came through our podcast. Uh, we monetize the podcast indirectly, you know, do sponsors or advertising or anything like that. We, we, we monetized it by getting people from the podcast onto an email list, developing programs for them, and then promoting those programs through the email list. So, um, yeah, that business would not have existed nor been as successful as it was without a podcast. Uh, these days, it, you know, it, it, it's a lot more crowded in the podcast space. It's become a lot more mainstream, so it's a little bit... Um, 
more difficult to to stand out and grab an audience, though it's still totally worth it um, to do. And so I, you know, I continue to podcast because I still find that for me, it's absolutely one of the best ways to get my connect with my audience. Um, and, you know, it helps, it helps gain the trust of people who are thinking about doing business with me about, you know, taking my courses or working with me as a, as a consultant. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a key part of my, my marketing mix. You know, I go on, on, on hiatus now and again, just to kind of take a break that, that other show, like, you know, we did it religiously for years and years and years. Um, and now of course, you know, these days, uh, with my, with my business, I'm not able to do it quite as often as I want, but it's it's something I still maintain because it has always paid, played such a key role in establishing my my online my business. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's I definitely love, and you know, anyone listening has heard me say this many times before, but there are an incredible amount of benefits to podcasting, and it is one of my personal favorite just forms of content creation, frankly, because you really get to showcase who you are at your core because you can't really hide anything when you're podcasting. Um, you can't really outsource recording an episode. I mean, it's you and your voice. Right. And so I think there's a lot of power in that. So it's great to hear really? that you have, you know, taken podcasting and, and found so much success with it. Um, so I, I am a huge fan of actionable advice on the pod on my podcast i want to be able to give people things they can really take and use and implement in their lives right now mm-hmm. and with that in mind you know you've been with podcasting since the beginning and it's true that nowadays the market is definitely much more saturated there are a lot more podcasts than they were back in 2005 what would be a piece of advice you would give to a listener to that they can take and use in growing their podcast, building an audience and using it to make a positive impact as far as like business goes. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to, to think strategically about how your podcast fits into your business. Um, I think a lot of people start a podcast because they feel like uh, entrepreneurs start a podcast because they feel like, oh, well, I, I need visibility. I need to attract clients and potential customers. So I'll start a podcast and that'll be part of my, my marketing mix. And, and then you know, they, they start creating that content and hopefully stick with it. Um, but then often find that they're wondering after a while, because it is a lot of work, they're wondering, is it worth the work? Is it, is it something that's going to pay off for me? And, you know, as we've, if, as we've said, both of us here, it, it is something that can pay off. Um, it, it can pay off largely for your business, but it's important to think about, okay, well, not, not just creating content and throwing it out there and then hoping that people find it, but thinking about, okay, how does this, uh, how does this fit into my customer journey? So your customer journey is, you know, everything from when you first gain the attention of your ideal prospects, your ideal intended customers, guiding them through a conversation, so to speak, you know, whether that's through your podcast and other content, but I like to think of it as a conversation with them up into the point that they actually buy and do business from you and with you. And then hopefully, you know, on into the future as well. And, and so your, your podcast 
it's just one piece of a marketing mix. Now, I think of a customer journey in three phases. It's gain the attention of your ideal intended audience, earn their trust over time, and then at the right moment, put uh, an offer in front of them and inspire them to buy. So gain attention, earn trust, inspire to buy. And where podcast work really is in that middle piece, earn trust. I mean, as you said, when people listen to you on a podcast, they're really getting you and your personality. And often they're walking their dog or doing their dishes or at their gym or they're on an airplane or whatever, right? And it's just you in their their ears as they as they, you know, hopefully on a consistently on a consistent basis consume your content and really kind of get to know you, feel like they know you. And that's vital these days if you want to stand out online and make money and have a successful business on the internet. It's that you need to be resonant with your audience, meaning it's not enough just to have a product or solution that that fits a need or want of a, of a market, but they need to also feel like they know you and want to do business specifically with you. Because there, there, there are so many more people out there sharing their voice and there are so many options out there. But the good news is that your best opportunity for standing out in the marketplace is just being you and who you are, your perspective, your stories, your the way you uh, you know guide people with your your expertise, your approach to applying the solutions that you apply or creating solutions that you create in your in your business, and a podcast is a great way to express those. So then, in that middle piece of earning trust, you know, it's all about well, what are the things that my market needs to hear and understand and believe in order to be ready to do business with me, so that when I do put an offer in front of them, they say yes. Now it's incredibly hard to sell directly from a podcast because people could be listening to it years down the road. They, they're, they're out on the go. They're not necessarily going to click a link and buy right then. So your, you know, your best bet in, is to get them onto an email list or into another channel where you can readily put the, the call to action to buy in front of them. But knowing that that's where your, where your podcast shines is in the middle in the gaining trust piece Well, you know, it's like, okay, well, let me then talk about these things that I know will guide people down this garden path through this customer journey to be ready to buy. And a lot of times people don't think strategically about the things that they do say on their show. They bring guests on and they feature the, the, the expertise of those guests, but are they, are they removing any of the objections or concerns that people might have or that might keep them from buying their solution? removing myths and misconceptions that might be holding them back? Are they making a case for why their solution is the best one available to the people that they want to serve? Are they showing a deep understanding and empathy for the market that they want to serve? Are they helping that market to better understand the problems that are holding them back from those outcomes that they want? Are you talking about the outcomes that you know that audience wants on your, your podcast? So these are all, all the things you should be doing in your content so that then when you do get them on an email list or elsewhere and invite them, inspire them to buy, that they're ready to go, yes, I see that you solve a pain that I have. You've helped me understand my problem better. You've presented a solution that seems like the best opportunity for me to reach the outcomes that I want. Would like to uh, help me with this solution because I've connected with you through your show. And then you just help them understand why now is the right time then to buy your product or service. And your podcast can do all of those things, assuming that you are deliberate and strategic in that messaging that you deliver through your podcast. So customer journey know that it's that earn trust piece in the middle that it's strongest at you got to get them somewhere else in order to get them to buy but prepare them to buy through your podcast oh yeah and i really resonate with what you're saying because a lot of people i've found 
when they think about monetizing a podcast and finding business success with a podcast, it's always just about uh, sponsorships and referrals or like uh, affiliate marketing, right? And sponsorships on the podcast. And that's not true. I mean, yeah, that's some good extra cash, I guess, if you can make that happen for yourself. But the real gold in a podcast is in all of its other uses. In the same way that you might have well, you know, on the email list or Facebook ads or something, it's not like if you send an email that doesn't generate any money, it's the stuff people do because of the email that you send that generates money. You know what I mean? Like it's the results of sending the email that generates money. It's not the email itself. It's the results of having a podcast and building relationships with the audience and the guests if you have guests and things like that. That is what generates revenue, builds business success with the podcast it's not like the podcast itself which it is if you have sponsorships but it's still not like right it's an indirect means of of promoting and monetizing your business and that is a key takeaway i think to have because yeah so often people think about oh well do i sell the podcast itself through subscription or you know signing up for a network that helps me that that helps me monetize through advertising or whatever the case may be but uh, yeah, it's thinking about how it fits into a strategy and then indirect to the monetization through your business as opposed to the podcast itself being the product. Right. So I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you, because I'm kind of curious. So you've been in business since 2005. You've been doing a lot of incredible work, even with podcasting and helping people with podcasting. But you said uh, relatively recently you switched uh, career paths, uh, as far as like just what your business was about. So tell me a little bit about that and then dive a little bit more into why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, yeah, that, that previous business was quite, and I, you know, I felt very fortunate to have that podcast turn into a very successful business, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs start getting a little itchy after they've been doing something for a really long time. And so after more than a decade of running that podcast and business, I was just ready for some, some changes. And after some soul searching, which really lasted for a couple of years, um, in fact, here's how the story went is that I, you know, I, I, in 2014, I reached a point with that business where we had designed it as a lifestyle business for us, meaning that it was a business that it was the quintessential like, hey, we've got all these systems set up and all these digital products. And so now it just makes money for us and allows us to live uh, you know, a lifestyle of freedom that, that moved to Paris, which was a goal I'd always had was to go and live in, in Paris for a while. And and that was wonderful. It was great when I you know got there. But about halfway through the year that I spent in Paris, I just started feeling like, you know, I'm just not as fulfilled or as happy as I would expect things to be, having reached this pinnacle lifestyle goal with this amazing business that's helping to support that at the same time. So I, you know, I had to start getting introspective about why that was. And over the next couple of years, um, for one, I took a sabbatical from the business, and we were fortunate to be able to do that. When I say we, I mean my my co-host and and uh, business partner. And um, during that time, I, I started thinking about, yeah, why isn't this fulfilling me anymore? And, and a couple things came up. So number one, um, that business, like I said, it was designed as a digital business where it's like we had automated marketing streams. We had this podcast that was generating leads. We had the digital courses we were selling. And we could sometimes we'd get away with only working a few hours a week uh, on our business and still make good money. But um, I felt too at arm's length from the customers. 
I've now since realized it's like, you know what, I want a business where I'm, I'm much more connected to the people that I'm working with. So I, I, I now like running group workshops and programs and masterminds and things like that. Yeah, it's not maybe as scalable as a purely digital course business, but I also think this day and age, a lot more people want kind of a hybrid model like that. When I say a lot of people, I mean the customers themselves. So that was one thing is I needed to shift that business model. And my business partner at the time, he, you know, that's fine. He wanted what he wanted, which was to have just kind of that lifestyle business hands off. Uh, that just wasn't fulfilling for me anymore. Second of all was that, you know, we were in this, hey, start your own business market. So it was like for the people who are in a nine to five job, they hate it and they want to find freedom and work for themselves, make more money and enjoy more you know, time to do the things that they love most. And that was fantastic to help people do that. But that's a really noisy market that start your own business market, business opportunity market. And it just started getting really obnoxious. And when I mean obnoxious, I mean like the marketing language and tactics that are now required if you want to stand out and make money in that space. And I was just no longer willing to do that. And I also just needed a change up and a new challenge. So I still wanted to be in digital marketing and uh, personal branding online and, and, and you know helping people to grow their businesses. But I just shifted my audience. I said, you know what? I'm going to take all my experience from all these past years and now I'm going to work instead of with brand new entrepreneurs who are just starting out for the first time, I'm going to work with established coaches and consultants who have a message they want to get out there in a bigger way. They want to be able to monetize in a bigger way. And I can help them do that by creating a business model that's more scalable. So, you know, there's, there's more to that story, but those two big things right there are two of the factors that, that then led me to go like, okay, I'm going to, you know, it, it means letting go that identity of being Jason Van Orden of internet business mastery and a, and a successful business, but it was time to do that and just shift my own fulfillment. So that's why I, I made the change. And so over the last, um, you know, several years, it's been, been about, you know, rebuilding this new audience and coming up with new, new offers and, and new ways of serving that Uh, you know, growing, I mean, I, I brought with me, thankfully, a lot of the reputation and background I had from that business. So I was able to build on that. But in some ways, I was also starting from from scratch, but you know, I was ready for any challenge. So that's what led to the, the shift. Right. I love that story, because you were able to focus on the fulfillment piece of it. And I understand what you mean. There's a certain allure to the business where you can be hands off, and the money comes in without really having to do much of anything. But at the same time, you're not doing much of anything. And so there's not a lot of fulfillment there if you're not getting it, you know, outside of that. I mean, some people, you know, it's very possible. I haven't tried it myself yet to this extent. But maybe, like, maybe you could find fulfillment in uh, traveling and seeing the world or something like that. But I feel like for a lot of people, myself included... And it sounds like, you know, for you as well, you have to find something deeper than that. You have to be able to know that you're making a real impact in the lives of other people. Yeah. Traveling and living the life that you want is fulfilling in a certain way, but it's not impacting anyone else. And being able to really make that deep impact through, you know, coaching, masterminds, things of that nature... You, you see that, you know, when you're talking to people and you're having these conversations, you can see the shifts and you can see the impact 
being made as it's happening. Right. And that is something that is very unique in just any career. And so the fact that you were able to recognize that and you had the courage to step away from what wasn't fulfilling and move into something that was is incredible. And hopefully that inspires someone listening to do the same thing because that's tough to recognize it and then and then actually take the steps to make that change. Well, it's all, it's always been after changes like that and being willing to step away from something into uncertainty that's always led to some of the most rewarding things in my life. I mean, I stepped away from being a full-time engineer, you know, just doing what you're supposed to do, right? Get a good job and and, and work that good job until you're older and then retire. And after three years of that, I was like, no, this is not going to make me happy. I'm not meant to work for someone else. So I stepped away from that. And without diving into exploring new things, and, you know, there's a whole path I went through there, I would have never run into podcasting and even jumping into I had another business I was focused on. And when podcasting came along, it was a leap to go, you know what, I'm going to be the expert on using this brand new technology that I have no idea if it's actually going to go anywhere. But I think it has potential for marketing a business. So I want to be the guy to help businesses to leverage this new medium. And it worked out for me, but it took a leap to do that. And then, you know, it was it was time to do that again, when I was no longer fulfilled. And, um, you know, so once again, I, I I made that leap, and you know, I it might sound like I'm making it seem like it was easy for me to make those decisions, or that you know it, it all worked out great. I mean, it, I can see all the things that led me to where I am, but you know, it was it was also scary, and it was hard work, and it was a challenge. But you know, I I grew, and I found opportunities I would not have found had I not made those leaps. And learn things about myself I would not have learned had I not made those leaps, and you know it freed up my my time and energy and creativity to to pursue new things, and and that's where the exciting stuff happens. Oh yeah, that yeah, I mean that's true. It's if you're willing to take that leap and make it happen for yourself, then that's that's when the exciting things happen. That's when the that's when the magic happens is when you're outside of your comfort zone when you really start living and so it's incredible to hear that you did that for yourself and uh jason thank you for coming on the podcast as we wind down the show there's one last question that i wanted to ask you and and you touched you touched on this a bit in your story but i wanted to ask you specifically when you made that leap into the new business and into into this new lifestyle what was your biggest fear and did that fear end up coming true uh, so yeah, when I made the leap from that, my previous business and, and podcast, um, probably my biggest fear was I wouldn't be relevant anymore. It was a real, I was letting, my identity was very tied up in the fact that, you know, I could go speak at conferences and people were like, it's Jason Van Orden of Internet Business Mastery. He was one of the first business podcasters, you know, and like it was all and, and, you know, successful business and a lot of people knew my story and you know, that, that builds a certain identity for you and you're, you're known for something and you're making an impact with that thing and, and uh, you know, growing and exploring. And I was going to be, you know, leaving that behind and going into something unknown, not quite, you know, and, and needing to, you know, I'm still myself, of course, but it was going to be a new version of myself and knowing what that was going to be nor if I would be able to recreate the same kind of success again or feel as 
you know, impactful and relevant again. I mean, that, that was scary. And so it was like this, this question essentially that the best way I can sum it up is, am I going to be able to like, was that, was that my like success and impact in the world and that's it. And now if I let that go, there's no, nothing else for me to be able to, to do. I'll just be, you know, I guess whatever average old Jason or whatever, but, um, but you know the truth is, is like we we all have so much we can bring to the world, and our unique genius, our unique strengths can be implied in so many different ways. And if we're not getting that fulfillment, if we're not pushing for growth, if we're not uh, exercising our own autonomy and you know pursuing our own purpose, then we just atrophy. And it doesn't matter, you know, what you've accomplished or who you are, what you've done. You're you're just going to like turn into a shell of yourself if you don't change something, right? So. Has that come true? Um, no, I mean, no, I would say no. I, I feel like I'm still making a great impact now. You know, not that my business right now is back to where that previous business was. I have no doubt I'll get there and beyond. Um, I just know that'll take a matter of time. It's like back when I was a musician, I, I, for years I was in a lot of different bands and every time a band and broke up, I had to start a new and, and, you know, but it was an opportunity to find a new genre or find a new style or find some new people to collaborate with. Right. So that's the way I look at it. And um, so, yeah, that, that was my my fear. It was a fear of being irrelevant, which I think is at a foundation, something we all are afraid of. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you're going from someone, you know, you're established. You're Jason Van Orden. People know who you are. People know what you do. And of course, it's scary to go from you know, from that to just, you know, a dude named Jason, right? That's the fear. You know, it should be another just random guy, right? You want to be someone people, you know, you, the impact is being made. People know who you are. Um, so I understand that. I, I, can, I can only imagine. And I'm happy to hear that it sounds like that didn't really come true, at least to that extent. Um, it's not like you've been able to create, you know, success for yourself in this new venture as well, which is very exciting. Yeah, I think I think for the most part, the things that I feared at each of those leaps either never came true, which is true of a lot of our fears. They don't actually come true. Or if they came true to a degree, it turns out that I had all everything I needed in order to get through that and make it so that the fear, you know, the, the effects of the fear or, you know, we're, we're not. My ability to deal with the fear surpassed what I assumed it to be so and even if things didn't at times work out how I hoped or thought they were you know that's that's a new opportunity then to try something else now you know I even as I say that I'm not saying I, like there are times where I feel like oh that's you know that's it I just failed and that's it and I won't you know I still get in my own head about things and have to you know give myself pep talks to get through these things and and learn these lessons but you know as I say these things I'm I, I 100% believe that that you know if we move forward with self-efficacy with that belief that you know what I have what I it's out and chances are that things are going to turn out better than I can even imagine right now that uh good things will, will come of it so that's yeah. that's how I think of it that's awesome I love that so much and, and Jason thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast and share your story and share these incredible insights with all of my listeners, I, I think there's a lot of gold there that people can take and really apply into their business and their podcast and their life, frankly, to be able to really, you know, move forward into that place of fulfillment. And uh, if, if people want to, if people are interested in you, Jason, and in the incredible things that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? 
Well, I know you have an audience of a lot of entrepreneurs and podcast entrepreneurs who are podcasters. And if they are looking for ways to integrate their podcast into their customer journey, like we've talked about, or to monetize their podcast through things like online courses and programs, you know, indirectly, like we've been talking about, then certainly, you know, checking out my content at jasonvanorden.com is a great place to go. Or I want to invite everybody to, if you go to uh, the URL, is leanlaunchmethod.download. So leanlaunchmethod.download. I have a case study that talks about how I helped a client in a matter of three weeks to launch a brand new online course, make $1,000 and now she's with her online courses. And I go through that whole process. And so you can download that PDF at leanlaunchmethod.download. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Jason, for being willing to come on the podcast and share all the insights. I appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you again, Evan, for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.